everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Welcome to Scare Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and today I am joined by a comedian and musical comedian, Miss Alisa Rosenthal. Hello. Hey, Alisa. <laughs> I hate the sensation of being scared. Um, I can stomach them better during the day. I can't, like, at night, oh, man. I, I, it just, it feels so real to me, and I get real. Like, uh, ghosts really scare me. Like, all these concepts scare me a lot. Um, but I love movies so much. And, like, I, I like um, more kind of thriller and I've heard a lot of other people have this experience too. Like you know, like I can do Hitchcock, I can do the older movies. Yeah. But but once it passes a certain year, I really don't. <laughs> Carrie is a high school girl um, who is a total outcast, and she starts to discover she has some telekinetic powers. She can move stuff with her mind. She comes from a deeply religious, uh, matriarchal family. Uh, the movie climaxes at the prom uh, with a very famous iconic imagery of her being drenched in blood. Uh, and then we watch everybody die. <laughs> I, I'm always fascinated by movies like how does something become iconic? Like the name Carrie is now iconic with this image of her dressed in blood, you know, drenched in blood. And I think that the movie is so solid. I mean, the whole time I was watching it, I just kept making notes. I was like, this is a good movie. This is a good movie. Solid storytelling, great acting. All the actors in it thought they were making a dark comedy. Uh, it's super funny. I'm going to give it um, a 4 out of 5 buckets of pig's blood. Nice! Uh, because I would give it the full 5 out of 5. I actually didn't find it that scary um, because, I mean, I made sure to watch it at three in the afternoon, first of all, um, but uh, I would have given it the full five out of five if it had been like, ooh, this is a really fun kind of scary, but for me, it was like just the right amount of like, I can tolerate this, and like the movie making is so fun. Two, two, three, four, three, two. That like high school, um, like bullying mean girl mentality, and you're watching the movie, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a classic, man. Those mean girls are really gonna get it. Um, I mean, they do, but the nice people also get it. Like everybody gets it. It's just, which is like the ultimate scariest part of it. Is here like the opening shot, right? Oh, girls, we're bathing and we're naked. And if there's like the soft music and then she's menstruating, we've depicted menstrual blood, which like, I was trying to think how many movies have depicted menstrual blood. I don't know. Not a lot. But it's really jarring when she runs around with menstrual blood yeah. on her hands and then is wiping it on she doesn't understand. Mama, yeah. mama. She doesn't understand. Yeah. Um, right, so it's like, it like sets up this movie of like, oh, we're just going to be kind of like a raunchy kind of freaky, you know, parody of high school movies, but but the lesson doesn't pay off in the way you think it's going, right? You have, like, the one girl, Sue, like, the brunette with the long hair, who is, like, trying to do the right thing every step of the way, the only one who lives, like, completely traumatized, right? It's just, it's, it, I don't know, I, what do you think the, like, moral is, or? I think it's about, I think definitely there are religious aspects mm -hmm. to this. I think... It's a little bit of a science versus religion. I think at the end mm. you're asking yourself, does she have God-given, right. uh, God-given tele 
telekinesis. The conclusion is really perfect. I mean, it's a perfect movie. It's yeah. a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you I, heard it here first. You heard it here first. I don't know if you heard of this little movie called Carrie, but it's a perfect movie. Um, but right like the um, right with the famous prom scene, uh, we watch her kill everyone in high school. So <laughs> mad spoiler alerts, FYI. We see her face showdown with her mom. Uh, then, of course, of course, the house crumbles. Yeah. Of course, the house. And it, like, I don't know Stephen King super well, but I know the house is always a character. Yes. Regardless of if you are planning it to be or not. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the house collapses on them, which does feel like your act of God. Yeah. You know. And I think just that the mother was, um, the mother, at the end specifically, was supposed to look like Jesus. Actually, I looked this up. Saint Sebastian. Oh, Saint Sebastian. Because she's not, in fact, crucified, and that's like oh, the yeah. idol they see in her closet. Because the arrows go down in that kind of sash oh. right from his shoulder to his hip. Okay, so that's specific. So mm-hmm. who is Saint Sebastian? I don't know. Okay, awesome. <laughs> but slightly, I just a different martyr. depicting high school which a lot of movies don't necessarily do um like i think they got the social structure really right so i think and it feels really real like them making fun of her and throwing tampons at her you just identify with her so much um i think it kind of is like playing on that and i think definitely like fears of the unknown Mm. you know fears of and they make it feel really real that she has these powers like you know uh and she's like, you know, mama, many people have these powers or whatever. You, you know, know, now that actually, and now that I have, you're absolutely right about all that, that it's just like, we definitely identify with Carrie. She's, um, even if she seems very dumb in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's like, it's that feeling of everyone is against her and we, especially in America, love an underdog. Right. Like, well, even like the teacher who... Uh, meddles a little too much in my oh opinion. Boy. Oh boy. 1976 was a different year for the school system. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of um just like some light child hitting. Yeah. Would you like an office cigarette? <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah. But so, even like yeah, doing the right thing is punished pretty regularly in this movie is and, another kind of freaky thing. And actually now that I know that's not Jesus, guys, I didn't grow up Christian. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, saint Sebastian uh, was an early Christian saint and martyr. According to Christian belief, he was killed during the Roman Emperor Diocletian's persecute I think I butchered that in the correct way. <laughs> Diocletian's persecution of Christians. So that would actually lead me to believe that this movie at the end, we are actually, we're supposed to believe that that is a Mm God-given telekinesis Mm -hmm. by uh, St. Sebastian and that Christianity is the answer in this movie. Wow. That to me would be the answer. because also like the mom was right ultimately. They're all going to laugh at you, you know, like. Yes. Um, and do you think the mom was psychic? I do. You yeah, do. I think okay. that's another level that they were kind of peppering in. Because what a specific... It's like... And it, when she has that mood of, like, you can't go, they're all going to lie. It's like she's consumed by it. Like, she's kooky to begin with, but she's, like, you know, crazed by that point. And, like, their showdown is, like, so amazing. When she gets the kitchen appliances flying, murder by kitchen appliances, like, what? It's hard, too, because also we... There are so many characters that we identify with specifically mm-hmm. sue and tommy i think mm. for me Ooh, tommy tommy dreamboat mm. but i actually thought they did 
they they did a really kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like, and, right. It felt really real. Yeah. You know, like, they're... It, it's, like, so generous in kind of a silly way, but, like, you're going to, yeah. you know, take her to prom, like, give her this night. And as you're watching the prom scene, everybody knows, I'm sure even as the movie was coming out, everybody knows something's going to go wrong at prom. Yeah. And they're just building that tension, building it, building it, and you're so sure, you're like, maybe, just maybe she's going to have this perfect night. Oh. <sighs> you really, even having yeah. seen it a yeah. bunch of times, yeah. they build it up enough that they, like, they build the tension so that, it's at the very last minute that mm-hmm. the blood spills. Otherwise, even, like, she gets her moment on stage yeah. where she feels amazing. And right. you're excited, and Tommy looks happy. Yeah. Like, everybody and he, like, looks, really likes her. He starts really, to really like her. They kiss. It's they really kiss. sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's um, another thing. Like, these little moments, I think, are rendered so, so real and so honest that it kind of... I don't know, the first time I saw this movie a few years ago, I had this memory that it was really campy. Yeah. And I was watching it now and I was like, it's really not that campy. It's, you know, it's it's out there for sure. And but. it's very, the story of it is very straightforward. Very straightforward. It's very like simple. all of this is happening and it only sort of diverts into a more complicated movie after the pig's blood. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, everything up until that moment is like, oh yeah, I know where this is going. I know right. where this is going. This is terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, This is a train wreck I can't walk. Not I really loved how they like depicted the prom and I love actually I really loved the spinning moment of her Carrie and Tommy dancing mm-hmm. uh, which is like a really cool cinema trick right and I was reading they um they put them on a platform and the camera's going the other way oh. uh, they did all of these odd little camera tricks like that um very famously one quick thing I'll throw in uh, at the very end when Sue is like going up to kind of the grave site of the house in that fantasy thing maybe they shot it in reverse uh and then played it in reverse slow motion so that's why it feels really eerie as she's walking up there so they did all these cool camera tricks on top of the story on top of all you know so it's just like kind of you don't even know why you're feeling all these things so i love the moment where they're dancing and they're spinning i love the love story and like i loved the relationship i loved the characters it was like everything was firing for me and it was a great way of building tension sometimes like in horror movies i can't handle the tension like i have to like pause it and exhale or like look away and this is the kind of tension, like, I'm scared, I can handle it. Let the bodies fall. It's so 70s. And actually, as I was, I mean, I think the fact that it's 70s is um, what gives it a lot of its aesthetic quality. You know, you and I are going to watch the, uh, the new one in our private time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. And, but, uh... I was noticing right away, I was like, oh, that, like, trendy, kind of witchy 70s occult thing that's, like, real happening right now. Kind of a bummer they, they blew their wad on remaking Carrie a few years ago. Now would have been, like, the time to do it. Um, Especially because you could tap into that hipster vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, everything. And I think, like, a, I mean, I we actually might see a lot of, like, Carrie or this kind of era this Halloween just because I feel like it's so trendy right now. I mean, and it looks stunning and... So there's nothing that I could really do differently in terms of a time period. Um, I also, I was thinking the Manson murders were 69. So for this to come out in 76, I'm sure that was still really, really felt uh, kind of tapping into, I'm always interested, like, what was the cultural scene when this was happening? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it was like, you you had, like, Vietnam mm-hmm. was a thing. I mean, uh, just a lot of death. The big thing, a lot of death. Right. A lot of questions that needed answering. I think mm-hmm. you were coming off of the late 60s, like, 
Christian hippie boom. Mm -hmm. You had um, the occult thing, which also is addressed in Rosemary's Baby mm -hmm. and in The Exorcist. I mean, yeah, those three yeah. Move, these three big, are big kind fears of, of like the occult and unknown. And yeah. So, uh, in terms of what I would do differently, okay, I'm going to answer that with another <laughs> statement. Um, something that I loved that this movie did. Uh, not only did it instantly pass the Bechdel test, it continued to pass the Bechdel test basically the entire movie, you know? I mean, uh, I was just like, it's just women. It's women, women, women. Not, I mean, they talk about men as, like, subplot. Um, just scenes of women, which, it's so funny, because, like, the first male presence is, like, really felt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, and I also noted, because um, there was such a heavy female presence in the movie, that all of the men depicted were either um, stupid comic foils or eye candy. Yeah. Which I also think is really ballsy and that really is. cool. And like I specifically wrote down the scene between the guys when they're trying on their tuxes and one says, I don't have a tuxedo body. Yeah. <laughs> which I was just like, oh my god. It's very cool. It's really funny. Subvert the men women thing in this movie. Or if it that felt was just like conscious. Yeah. To me, um, and, uh, and I haven't read the book, so yeah. I would be really interested to see the differences in it. And apparently, they've remade this movie actually a couple of times, and sometimes, like, uh, there's, like, a father character. I don't know if it's Carrie's or someone else's, but, like, different... There, there are kind of different changes within it. Yeah, so I guess I would be curious more about, like, since I know very little about Christianity, I would be kind of interested about those influences and kind of what specifically they were getting at. I also would be curious to know where... Maybe where Stephen King was at his life when he wrote this. Mm -hmm. Like, living in Maine. Well, the book is set in Maine. I do know that. This yeah. is very California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if if this was... I don't know. I would want to yeah. know if this were based on somebody he knew. Or mm -hmm. if this was, like, what he was thinking about. If he was going through a Christian phase. Or what he yeah. was... Or if he just felt bad for the people that knocked on his door and asked him about the Bible, like that right. kind of thing. Oh, well, I did read that he based Carrie off of, a when he was teaching, he mm -hmm. saw a couple of girls who were ostracized, ostracized in a very similar way, and like one of them was deeply religious, and mm. so that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he wanted to slap those other girls, which is why he wrote the teacher slapping <laughs> into exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Look it up! Woo! Okay, so here's here's the one I phrased as a question. <laughs> Everything else I'm just going to tell you. Uh, actually, I worked in a lot of it already. Okay, PJ Souls, who played Norma, the girl in the red hat, who even wore her red hat to prom, was the lead uh, character Riff Randall in what other cult 70s movie? This is hard. Okay, um... um. I'm gonna guess Grease because that's the only one that's coming to my head. You're like right, you're right there. Okay. Uh, you gotta go a little more cult. Uh huh. I don't. Okay. Rock and Roll High School, the Ramones movie. She's oh, the oh lead. Oh my gosh. Randall. Yeah. Oh, was that fun? I just yeah. thought that was fun. That Way to go, PJ Souls. She's so great. She's and, great. Um, her, uh, some of these actors, I did go back and I was like, who is this person? Yeah. The lead, Sue. Uh, uh huh. I was trying to figure out who that was, which I figured out where I know her from. Uh -huh. She is, um, I'm not going to remember his name, but she's in Alias as the oh. dying wife of oh. the leader of, like, the KGB of 
alias. Amazing. Like, she's, or maybe not the KGB, but, like, the CIA offshoot mm-hmm. or whatever. So she's his wife, and she's dying of cancer in, in alias. Interesting. Yeah, she was great, though. And she's also yeah. now in The Good Wife, but I've never seen The Good Wife. Me neither. Interesting. Um, and you know who plays her mother in the movie? Her real mother! What? What? <laughs> Isn't that fun? That is really fun. Yeah. Um, she also... Um, <laughs> met Steven so Sue Amy Irving mm-hmm. uh, met Steven Spielberg during this movie uh-huh. because him and Brian De Palma were buds and Brian De Palma was like hey hey Steve-o you should really come hang out on the set of Carrie it's a lot of cute girls um, Brian De Palma then married Nancy Allen who played Chris the like arch evil mean girl oh wow isn't this interesting so Amy Irving and Steven Spielberg were married for four years and had a kid together um, I did not know that yeah isn't that interesting wait do they, is Sasha Spielberg their daughter? Oh, I don't know. Because I follow Sasha Spielberg on Instagram. I don't know why. <laughs> but that's great. I would yeah. definitely be interested in her life. Who's mm-hmm. life? Sasha. Sasha. Sasha yeah. Spielberg is her name. Her name. Got it. Yeah. Um, I know both boys and girls with the name Sasha. hey So modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got for trivia. Yeah. yeah. That's good trivia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having yeah. This was a great movie and I'm really glad that this like pushed me to revisit all of my worst movies.